At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. Week number five, day 16 of our Eagles Camp Recap with John McMullen here across the Jacob Media YouTube channel. It's the final week leading into the final preseason game. A lot to talk about today. Uh, over the next 30 minutes, a shoving match breaks out at the practice. Jalen Hurts looks sharp. How sharp was Jalen Hurts? We'll talk to John McMullen about it. And the top three receivers on this roster, showing out today uh, up in New Jersey. Plus, Johnny Mack, the one running back who's going to do more in the 2021 season than Miles Sanders. How about Kenny Gainwell? Is that possible? We'll talk about that as well as we bring you our Eagles Camp Recap uh, with John McMullen, and we bring Johnny in to kick us off. Johnny Mack, how are you, sir? Uh, I'm doing well, Krause. I, I do think, you know, I, while I, you know, it's a joint practice, the Eagles are 3-0 and now in joint practices. They did have a very good practice. But I got to tell you, I'm listening to that intro. The defense, the defense is the one that dominated. The offense had their, their moments, and they certainly uh, performed better uh, than the Jets defense. I would give them the edge as well. But it was a lot closer. Uh, as far as the Eagles defense versus the Jets offense, that was like a Eagles-Patriots preseason blowout from the Eagles' perspective. I mean, they just they just dominated Zach Wilson uh, in that Jets offense. We'll get more on the Eagle defense as we roll into this. The defense, by the way, if you go back and review all previous 15 reports that we've done, you might find it a challenge to find audio, Johnny Mac, where the defense didn't dominate yeah. uh, at practice, didn't dominate uh, when they were performing either at the Novacare Complex or even in the two-a-days against the Patriots. Yeah, I mean, they've been really good this summer as a whole. And I think, you know, part of the reason uh, what happened happened last week in the game was that everybody sat. Those top six, really seven, uh, defensive lineman didn't play and they were back today Fletcher Cox was there Javon Hargrave had his best practice of the summer and he's had a great summer overall uh, Brandon Graham Josh Sweat um, the only ones that weren't there were who are still banged up are Derek Barnett and Ryan Kerrigan uh, Ryan's doing some work off to the side but that that starting group 
uh, and you include Josh Sweat, I mean, they were just lights out today. Uh, and I think if you're gonna, you're going to spin a positive uh, uh, framework on this Eagles season, it should start right there because that defensive line has got a chance to be special. Well, I want the offense to I want to I want to put a positive light on the offense. I'm super excited about Jalen Hurts having a great practice today. Tell us about it. Well, I, I don't I look, people see different things at practice. I, I gave him a C plus. I, I, I thought it was certainly solid. I, I don't think it was great. Um uh I can see why some people might spin it a little bit more than what I thought it was because you've had some disappointing practices. And when you see uh, positive signs, you kind of jump into the deep end of the pool. Um, and, and by the way, it's not just Jalen Hurts. I, I think um, when you talk about those re three receivers you mentioned, Devontae Smith, Jalen Rager, Quez Watkins, especially with Jalen Rager more than the other two, you need to see consistency, not only from practice to practice, from play to play, route to route. And I'm still not seeing that from Jalen Rager. Occasionally you see the spectacular plays. We've, we've talked about the one-handed uh, catches uh, back at the Novacare complex. He had a touchdown today on a hurry-up drill that was helped by uh, two defensive penalties from the Jets. Um, so there's positives, uh, but yeah, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go overboard with the offense, just saying that they probably had the advantage, uh, over the Jets defense. John, in the practice setting, how hard is it to make a fair evaluation on a quarterback like Jalen Hurts, who's going to use his legs in real game action um, you're not going to get to that point in a practice setting like this. And I almost wonder sometimes if we're overcritical of Jalen because he never gets to extend the play. I know you know that term very well. He never gets to finish or, or to create in this practice environment. No, that's a big part of it. I've asked Jalen that question myself uh, a couple of days ago before he got sick, and he admitted uh, there is a little bit of frustration when you hear that whistle blow uh, to protect the quarterback, and he kind of knows, well, he's not going to get sacked there. He's going to be able to get out and do some things. And I, I think you saw it with Cam Newton as well, similar type player, veteran player, but similar from the uh, – uh, uh, standpoint of he can extend plays and maybe he's not as good a practice player as he is a game player and then you show see him show up in the game and he and he does some really nice nice things i i think that's a legitimate point i i bring it up often if people are listening uh, uh closely uh and i do think he will be better in games than he is in practice he's not a practice style player because the things he does best, you can't do in practice. They're going to get blown dead. Um, now, on the other hand, his worst play today, and, you know, it was interesting. We're not allowed to, to quote the uh, coaches. Um, uh, it's against NFL policy uh, when you overhear them on the field. 
But I've never seen Nick Sirianni more upset about Jalen Hurts. I'll just say that. I'm not going to use the words, but you can guess the one. Uh, starts with F, rhymes with duck. That's how I get around that. Um, and, uh, you know, basically what happened is he was trying to extend the play. And he sort of did this little goofy-looking shovel pass to Zach Ertz, who already turned to block. And Nick was really, really upset. So it kind of works both ways in the fact that, you know, sometimes when you, you are outside the pocket, when you are extending the play, uh, you hit home runs. And sometimes when you're playing Sandlot football, it looks like Sandlot football. No issues at all with Jalen from the, I don't even want to call it an injury, but from the illness that he had on Thursday night, which forced him to leave the stadium, go to the hospital, uh, return back. Uh, any signs, any any statements from the team, or is that all just yesterday's story? No, we asked Jalen spoke after practice. We asked him about it, and, uh, yeah, he said he's completely fine. He's completely over it. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's kind of yesterday's uh, news. You did want to hear it from him, and uh, we did get that out of him, but – you know, he was back um, uh, at the indoor practice as well. So he was he was back very, very quickly. Um, and he's 100%. And he's taken all the first team reps. And, you know, where are we day 16? Again, every single first team rep in practice has been Jalen Hurts. Not in the games, obviously, but uh, in practice, every single one to date. We got Make one sure. more to go. Make sure you like, share, or subscribe to the Jacob Media YouTube channel. It's our Eagles Camp Recap with John McMullen. Week number five, uh, day 16, which means, John, I guess, correct me if I'm wrong, we only have day 17 left in terms of Eagles Camp Recaps, correct? Because Wednesday will be a... Is or wait a minute. Tomorrow's Wednesday. That would be day seventeen. Yeah. Thursday would be a walkthrough for the Friday game, and then that officially brings an end to camp, or or does it extend into the weekend because the big cutdowns waiting on the other side? Now, it, it, tomorrow is the official last day of the training camp portion uh, of, of things for the Eagles, and then after the game you get into regular season mode and things turn into uh, regular season like practices. So, you know, from a coaching standpoint, that means you start putting your focus on, on the Atlanta Falcons. Um, you start game planning, obviously you have more time this year than you would in a typical uh, week leading up to a game. Uh, so all of that will start, uh, sort of start in earnest once you make the cut down from 80 to 53 uh, and you know who your team is and how you're going to move forward. And as far as practices, um, they're only open to the media for the first 20 minutes or so uh, in regular season mode. Uh, and then we get kicked out because, you know, NFL coaches, they want, they don't want to show anything state secrets. They don't want to show anything. You did push out on Twitter this afternoon the 
policy for media in the locker room after the games, what does it mean? Will you have access or will you not have access? Well, what we, we will have access just in a different way. What happens is now they bring the players up to the podium um, instead of letting us into the locker room um, and, and, and getting them that way. So um, they're also going to have a mix zone, sort of uh, how international sports act. And unfortunately, I don't know if that door is ever getting shut. Uh, I mean... Um, un, un, unfortunately, you give an inch, you take a mile. It's a very difficult situation, but uh, the NFLPA is going to fight very hard uh, to keep uh, journalists and reporters out of locker rooms. I hope they don't. I know fans don't care. I know they think they don't care, but they will care. Uh, but right now, with, with COVID-19 still uh, in the forefront, um, they have that crutch to lean on. I would say the fans do care, John. I would say that you bring fans uh, on this day 16, our Eagles camp recap. You bring fans into the practice, not only with your perspective, but just from a theater of the mind standpoint, you have the ability to allow fans uh, who are watching, whether they agree or disagree is fine, but you at least give them the ability uh, to experience it and to get your perspective uh, on it. So I do think it's important that the media continues to get some sort of access. Yeah, and we will. I mean, we're going to get access. It's just going to be a different type of access. And it's just a little bit from our perspective, which is a little bit inside baseball. It's just much more difficult to get one on one interviews uh, than it has been in the past. So that's the biggest uh, disappointment for us. But again, you know, that's not that's not a big deal. We'll we'll find a way to get the questions, and and we're going to have access after every game. It's just going to be in a in a different format. Programming reminder for everybody tuning in across the Jacob Media YouTube channel: our partnership has now been finalized for the live post game show with Derek Gunn, Mark Farzetta, Devin Caney, Lane Johnson. And John McMullen, big news today, Johnny Mac, the live postgame show, also airing on 6abc.com, uh, the biggest station in the country, I think. Uh, super excited to make that announcement. If you're not a subscriber, you must subscribe uh, to the Jacob Media YouTube channel. John McMullen going Hollywood, going prime time with a great crew uh, and that, of course, all debuts uh, on the 12th of September. Yeah, I'm up there with Skaversky now. You got to love that. 6ABC. <laughs> so, uh, you know, Jeff's a, a friend of mine, does a great job. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, dating back to Jim Gardner, obviously starting there. Go back to Larry Kane before that. People around. Jim O'Brien, if you remember him, the legendary weatherman. Legendary, legendary, Johnny Mac, absolutely. And now the live post game uh, show on 6abc.com across the Jacob Media YouTube network. Don't forget to like and subscribe. This is Eagles Camp Recap with John McMullen, week five, day 16. I do want to get into conversation, John, uh, about the defense. Two last points 
um, uh, that I want to ask you about in terms of the offense. And I'm fired up, Johnny Mac. I mean, I am <laughs> fired up because we are in what is the final week. I believe Jalen will deliver more than is expected. Now, here's why. If you go back to the 2020 season, I remember your a lot of your analysis, but the one point that I remember out of that season, the best part of the Eagles' offense in 2020 was the offensive line. Now, that with the caveat that they had 12, 13, 14, 15 different configurations of the offensive line, and still when the season ended, you felt as though the offensive line was the best part of the unit. Now, here we go into 2021, and again, will you? can you make the same statement, at least right now, that the offensive line, the starting offensive line, is the best part of this football team right now? Uh, yeah, I, I, I think, well, you can argue the defensive line, which we're going to talk about. But, yeah, those two groups, and that's by design. I mean, that's what the Eagles believe in. That's what Howie Roseman believes in. And really, it goes back to uh, Joe Banner and Andy Reid. Uh, you build up front on both sides of the football, and that's where the Eagles are strong. Um, you know, on the offensive side, the question, of course, is health. But uh, if Lane Johnson is out there, Brandon Brooks is out there, Jason Kelsey is out there um, for close to 17 games, yeah, they're going to be really good on the offensive line. And I just mentioned how good they could potentially be on the defensive line. Look, I, I say it all the time. If, if you can if you can block people and you can rush the quarterback, you can win a lot of games in this league, even if you struggle in other areas might not be pretty all the time uh but you can win football games if if you can do those two things and at least on paper uh the eagles have a chance to do those two things ryan baldinger on the national football show with dan Silio today was talking about jordan mylotta baldy loves him baldy I'm oh, gonna brown floor on on Jordan. I, I'm gonna paraphrase it because I don't remember the exact quote. You'll have to go to the National Football Show with Dan Cilio to listen to the exact clip. But he said that in 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 uh, in my words, listening to uh, Baldy, he has the ability to be one of the best in the league this year, right now, 2021. Yeah, I, I mean he does. I I think you know and. You can get Jeff Stoutland in his more honest moments, uh, and he will tell you that, look, when Jordan is good, he's what Baldy just said. He's He looks like one of the best offensive linemen in the NFL. Uh, the problem is there's not the consistency from snap to snap. Uh, and you saw a lot of lows last year as well, and that's what Jeff Stoutland's trying to eliminate. The, the good news is you have that kind of player with that kind of ceiling, and he's the fifth best player on the on the offensive line of the Philadelphia Eagles right now. Um, he's the fifth best one. And if you look around the rest of this league, and I talk about it all the time, 
I mention it to Jeff Kerr all the time when he's filling in for me. This is an offensive line deficient league. And if you look around other teams, saw today with the New York Jets and Dan Feeney, couldn't do a thing with Javon Hargrave. There's a lot of bad offensive lines, a lot of bad offensive linemen in this league. And the Eagles got three all-pro level players. They got a good starter in Isaac Sayamalo, and they got a player with a high ceiling in Jordan Mailata. That's top five at worst. Our producer Xander uh, filled in the blank for me just to make sure I deliver the story with clarity. Uh, Baldinger said the potential yeah. to be the best, and I think that's, uh, that's basically how uh, you described it. So with that statement... And with the fact that it is a big, ugly, deficient league, is Andre Dillard going to make this squad? You would think yes, because uh, for depth, but you would think other teams around the league are have a big interest, have an expressed interest in getting Andre Dillard. Yeah, I, I mean, you can trade Andre Dillard. The question is, you know, you'd be trading him at, at, a, at a low point. And obviously, you know, it's the old stock market saying you want to uh, buy low and sell high. So this is not necessarily the time uh, to sell on Andre Dillard because, you know, his value is potentially at its lowest. On the other hand, you have so much depth uh you know, Brett Toth is a, 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 a guy nobody talks about very much, but this team likes him a heck of a lot. And they want to find a way to keep him on the 53. Um, they signed LaRaven Clark to be a, a swing tackle who's with Nick Sirianni and so many of these coaches in Indianapolis. Um you know, we haven't seen a ton of him because he's coming off an Achilles injury, but he is back at practice. Um, we talk about Jack Driscoll, Nate Herbig all the time as backup players. Matt Pryor's another player they might try to trade. Um, you know, they have impressive depth as well. Although, you know, when we talk about depth, they're good depth players. And I, and, I, and I always say you have to put it in context, as I just mentioned, with the rest of the league. But you saw last year, as, as well as Nate Herbig played at times, he's not Brandon Brooks, to say the least. As well as uh, Jack Driscoll performed at times as a rookie, he's not Lane Johnson, to say the least. So there is a huge drop-off, but the depth is better than the vast majority of teams in the NFL on the offensive line. 4 p.m. today was the deadline to get to 80, and then the move in a week from today is the big one to get down uh, to 53. Um, I don't really know if the if Joe Osman was a surprise. I guess he probably wasn't going to make the 53-man roster anyway. But he's been hanging around for a couple of years. I mean, uh, his name has come up randomly. The guy's been hanging around. Um, what happens to him now? Does he, um, if he clears waivers, will they re-rack him? Will they sign him? Will they offer an injury settlement to him? And will he get picked up elsewhere? Uh, yeah, I mean, he'll get another opportunity. He might even come back here uh, at some point. I, I mean, he, he suffered a concussion. Anytime you wave uh, somebody injured, 
that is an indication you're going to work out an injury settlement with them. Um, so that is what will happen. Uh, and then he'll be free to sign anywhere. If the Eagles want to bring him back, they have to wait six weeks after that injury settlement is finished. Um, you know, but we just talked about Jordan Mailata. Jordan Mailata, you know, he calls him smoking Joe Osman. He gives Joe Osman more credit than anybody uh, for developing him as a player. Um, was wow. a great practice squad player. Uh, Jim Schwartz used to rave about him. Even Mike Rowe. Uh, when he was here as the offensive coordinator, used to rave about him uh, for getting the offense prepared. Just a really hard worker. And, man, if you go back to 2019, he was going to make this football team. Um, and he, he tore his ACL in August at an open practice at Lincoln Financial Field. And, I, I you know, he the thing about Joe is he's – He's very small for a defensive end, but he was unbelievably explosive. And I don't think he had the same explosion uh, coming back from that ACL. Hasn't shown it. This year he got moved to linebacker. Um, so he's always up against it. And unfortunately, because he's a great guy to have around, great guy to have on your team, uh, because he's such a hard worker. And when you have those guys sort of setting the standard, it's always helpful. Nature of the beast uh, in this business. Next week's the big one, as you said, getting down uh, to 53. Um, I do want to get, I want to stay on the defensive side of the ball, but I want I do want to finish up from an offensive standpoint. I want to get your, uh, I want to get your opinion on uh, Kenny Gainwell. Uh, I think this draft pick is going to do great things uh, with this offense. Uh, do you, are you seeing any flashes of that? Is he being used more with the first offense? Um, tell me a little bit about uh, Kenny Gainwell. Uh, Kenny, yeah, Kenny's played a lot better, I would say, over the past seven to ten days um, mm -hmm. and, and really started to ramp up well. And I think the Eagles are, are getting excited uh, with his ability to catch the football that's what he did so well at Memphis. Um, and that's what the Eagles need because uh, they have Miles Sanders. Miles is going to be the, the top running back. I go back to your opening, Krause. Miles Sanders is going to be the Eagles' top running back. Uh, but he has struggled catching the football. And the Eagles' offensive coaches from Nick Sirianni on down have said, we're going to use the committee. So, uh they need somebody to take over that third down role. I don't know if it's going to be Kenny Gainwell week one, but I think the hope is that he gets up to speed uh, to take over that role at some point. Uh, and even Miles himself, we talked to him on Sunday, said he's got the best hands on the team from a running back perspective. Um, so, yeah, I, I think everybody's excited, and he seems to have – turned uh, the corner a little bit, at least from the perspective that uh, he struggled a little bit at the beginning of camp, as most rookies will, and he seems to be, things seem to be slowing down for him. You want to learn more about Kenny Gainwell, just jump on the Jacob Media YouTube channel and go back to our draft report. You'll find breakdowns from Derek Gunn on all of the draft 
uh, all of the players that the Eagles drafted. It's fascinating uh, to go back and listen to John McMullen's analysis. Stay on the channel. Go back to our draft coverage. Uh, you'll learn a lot. Uh, you'll find out some information about Kenny Gainwell, or you'll, at least you'll be able to listen to what was said and apply it to how it is today uh, in real time. Uh, Johnny Mac, defensive side of the ball. How's the uh, how's uh, Steve Nelson, Darius Slay? Uh, how's that combo doing? You've had a couple of weeks now to uh, digest Steven Nelson coming here. Uh, still look as good as he did when he first arrived? Yeah, well, I think I think what Steve has brought, and I've said it pretty consistent, uh, consistently, is competency to that uh, other spot opposite Darius Slate. Darius has been great. He's having a great training camp. I don't think people appreciate just how good he is as a cornerback in this league, I think, you know, no matter who you are, Jalen Ramsey on down, the way the NFL is set up in 2021, there are no more lockdown corners. So fans think somebody's going to completely shut somebody down. You're just not allowed to do that because of the rules of the game. Slay's as good as you're going to get in that type of environment. And and then Steve Nelson uh, has brought tremendous physicality i think i think that helps it not only helps the defense i think it helps those young receivers Devontae smith jalen rager quez watkins because he gets real physical with them um and they're going to see that they're going to see that when one team start game planning for him so i think it's a positive from that perspective uh he's not the best when it comes to speed so he, he occasionally gets beat on the deep ball uh, but I got to tell you, man, if you were thinking about throwing Zach McPherson or Mike Jaquette out there, and that's what the Eagles were thinking, Steve Nelson's a, a huge upgrade. Offensive line of this team, defensive line of this team. I know you say it's close. How close is it? The defensive front, the, the defensive line is good. It's a good defense. Yeah, it's really good. I, I think it's. Uh, uh, I think the defensive line's a little bit better because the backups, and I'm talking about, you know, you might not even consider Josh Sweat a backup anymore. But if you if you don't, then Derek Barnett is, and Ryan Kerrigan is, and and you know, Milton Williams may be the most impressive rookie on this team uh, in training camp. And I say that, you know, Devonte Smith missed a lot of it. So I, I'm not saying he's better than Devonte, but just he's been there every day and, and he looks like a good player. Um, so, you know, you don't even question the starters, Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave, as I said, is so much more comfortable this second year. Um, uh, he's dominating Brandon Graham, still playing at a high level. I mean, they go seven deep, and it's it's really, really good. Eagles camp recap with John McMullen. It's week five, day 16. couple quick notables. How's our good friend Vinny Curry? Uh, Vinny actually is on the uh, NFI list with the Jets, unfortunately. So uh, he's on the non-football injury list, and we'll see. I I didn't see Benny today. He was I was going to ask you. Did you see? I was going to ask you. Did you see him there? No, I yeah, because he is on the list, the NFI list. I'm not sure where he is, so I got to do some homework as far as coming back, uh, and if he's going to come back. So a uh, little bit of a disappointment there. In fact, I, I think the Jets just made that move today. So 
not a positive sign uh, for Vinny, um, who was a really good player. He, he was part of that sort of uh, that defensive line here where he was one of those uh, backup players that, that made the depth so impressive. And even before that, people forgot to kind of forget he was the starter in the Super Bowl season. Derek Barnett was the backup. So for years, this defensive line has been really good and really deep. Before we give, before you award your training camp game ball for today, uh, Zach Wilson, through, through the eyes of John McMullen, what'd you see? I uh, did not have a good practice today because uh, the offensive line kind of let him down. Uh, didn't have time to throw. Uh, was very uncomfortable. But boy, I mean, I've seen him in the preseason a little bit. But he can sling it. Uh, so if if they are able, you know, I, I always hear is, is you know, insert name, Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Trey Lance. Are they going to live up to the hype? You got to build the team around them. Nobody can win by themselves in this league. And uh, Zach Wilson just didn't have time today. But I really, I, I am really impressed just his arm strength and how he can sling the football. It's it's pretty impressive. Just ask Carson Wentz, but that's for another conversation. Uh, finally, Johnny Mack is. Uh, by the way, is Jalen has he been named the starter yet? No, he has not. <laughs> Uh, what are they waiting for? Yeah, give them the, uh, give know, them honestly, the title so this guy can go get it done. You know, I, honestly, and I'll ask uh, Nick. Uh, Nick's talking tomorrow, so I'll, I'll probably ask him after the game, um, after the final preseason game. What? To, to be honest, we haven't asked that question in a while because he wasn't going to name him the starter. So at that point, you're just wasting time. Um, yeah, but he's the starter. You don't have to worry about it. Time for the preseason game ball from today. Camp game ball from uh, this day, week five, day 16. Johnny Mack, hit us, brother. Who gets it? Oh, it was a runaway today. Javon Hargrave, I said, had the best practice he's had. He's had a great summer, and this was the best day of them all. I mean, he just completely dominated every aspect of running game, he was pushing the pocket. I just mentioned he had uh, uh, Zach Wilson very, very uncomfortable. Uh, even started a little shoving match today. He was so dominant. And it was poor Dan Feeney, I think, who, who got most of the damage. And I got to tell you, Hargrave was one of those guys who, you know, maybe was a little bit uncomfortable coming from Pittsburgh to Philadelphia last year. Remember, not only – did you have no off season uh, due to the pandemic? He never got to meet any of his teammates in person. Everything's virtual. Just a really weird vibe for him to come in here. He's just so much more comfortable now. Um, and you see it on the field. He's, he's a really good player. A hot, hot day. Uh, in New Jersey today. By the way, that shoving match wasn't any more than just a little shoving match, and it quickly it quickly was dispersed. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't 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 a big deal at all. No, no punches thrown or anything of that nature. And I think it had more to do probably with the heat than anything else because it was a hot one. John, best way to end the bra or the uh, report tonight: the legendary Dick Vermeil. Yeah, 
Yeah, and that basically, you know, the the great thing about that is how they do it. And he's nominated now from the senior committee. That means he's going in. So mm-hmm. uh, it's not official, but Dick Vermeil is going to be a Hall of Famer. And that's that's long, long overdue. Long overdue. Our Eagles camp recap with John McMullen. Week 5, day 16 across the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Like the video, share, subscribe, uh, and watch for us on 6abc.com. Keep it right here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Thanks, Johnny Mac. Thanks, Rousey. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. The new year is the perfect time to start building credit scores. Because when your credit scores increase, your opportunities do too like loan approvals and lower interest rates. Chime makes it easier to keep building your credit with a secured Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card. You can use Credit Builder everywhere Visa credit cards are accepted. Chime helps you build your credit score safely by using your own money to make everyday purchases and on-time payments. To apply, just open a Chime checking account with a $200 qualifying direct deposit. And don't stress, there's no annual fee or credit check required to apply and get started. Start building your credit history and finding new opportunities with the secured Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card. Get started today at Chime.com build. That's Chime.com build. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Late payment may negatively impact your credit score. Results may vary.